You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy. Before we come to today's episode, as always, please, please, please check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, where we do our game day from the UK live pre-game streaming show. We try and do it every single night and we think that we've done this every single game night, that is, and we think we've done this at a very good um, time. We uh, pitched this at 8.30 UK time, so it's a good time for us fans across the pond. But if it's uh, if you're over listening in America, uh, another good time for you because that's around 3.30 Eastern, which means it's your first daily sort of dose of the game day experience before, of course, the big boys at Heat Beat, Five Reasons, etc. warm you up properly. But come and join us. It's a lot of fun. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, etc. Every game day, we have a lot of fun. There's some wild takes there. Um, but uh, yeah, please subscribe to the channel, Miami Heat UK TV. And of course, check us out on your favourite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc. Hit us a little subscribe button over there too. On to today's episode, and talking about game day from the UK, I have one of the OGs with me, the one and only Mr. Sam Aquara. Sam, how are you, sir? I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm feeling fantastic after last night's win, and whew, I'm just hyped. I'm so hyped right now. It was it was incredible, and we we on the on the stream last night. <laughs> I don't think it's unfair. We we didn't show a lot of optimism, but. There wasn't much room for optimism. We was just not look. We we did say we did address that. We said, look, this team will not will never ever throw the towel in. They're always going to go out hoping and thinking they're going to win. But we just looked at it maybe a little bit too logistically in the fact that I just didn't see where the points were going to come from. There was too much offense out with no Jimmy, no Bam, no Tyler, no Caleb, no Oladipo. That's a hell of a lot of points to make up, as we said. So it was, it was constructive criticism, but maybe people will label that as just zero guts. Whatever it is, we don't care. We will take that win. It was special, special, special. And um, one of my favorite things was before the game, when we was listed with all those players out, coach Eric Spoelstra said, we have enough, and we did, didn't we? Uh, how much credit first before we come on to some of the players? How much credit does uh, the Spo take for this? Uh, a lot, a lot. But I'd I'd like to kind of tie that in with the culture as well. So the credit he deserves for keeping this team ready is also in line with him maintaining that heat culture, and it's just shown over the past five, four or five games. And we needed players to step up and like. Just players you just wouldn't really expect to step up doing ridiculous things and you just wouldn't expect. So yeah, shout out to him for preserving the culture. Yep, that's it. All about the culture. As um, as as Udonis Haslam always says, if you stay ready, you haven't got to get ready. Um, and that was the point of this 100%. So yeah, we always will feel like whoever we're against, whatever, however shorthanded me may be, uh, we're going to give anybody a game. And uh, it was an incredible performance. And most uh, sort of highlighted in that was, of course, Gabe Vincent, I know you're a big fan of Gabe, Sam. You've always sort of, uh, you know, sung his tune. Uh, a season high of 26 points, seven from 12 from three. We'll come on to that in a second. But first of all, Gabe, I, I, I'm, I'm just astounded with this because, you know, he's always been a useful sort of hustly sort of player. He'll give you maybe four or five, six solid minutes. He'll give you a good day. He'll always be that little pest. But I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this 
ascendancy, this improvement into a solid role player and a solid starter even now maybe we've been we've been banging on Caleb Martin's drum for the last week or so uh, before he went out with health and safety protocols and rightly so but Gabe for me um I mean he's he's showing his every inch the NBA player isn't he yes absolutely and like prior to him getting signed by the Heat the only sort of experience I'd had watching him was on the Nigerian basketball team and from the get-go I knew he was a shooter so him getting into the heat, I just thought he was going to start shooting lights out from the jump. And it took a while for him to get to it. Maybe it was like him getting used to the NBA game or whatever. What surprised me the most about him is his hustle, his defense. And for me, it's just just going back to the culture. Like I knew him as a shooter, but him playing under the heat system, you've seen him get rebound, take charges, play hard, just hustle. And yeah, it's lovely to see. Um, just going back to like my first sort of experience watching him was on the two, 2019 FIBA World Cup. I think that was probably the first time he made the Nigerian team. And it was a bit of a transitionary period because we have some old guys leaving and we weren't really that much of a three-point shooting team. So to see him bringing in that firepower as well as a few others here and there, that was what caught my eye. So I think in that tournament, he shot about 40% from three on about six attempts which was quite interesting because when I looked at his stats over the past four or five games, he's shooting about 43% on like five, six attempts. It was very similar. So for me, I've just been waiting for him to come back to that sort of level that I know him at. So yeah, it's, it's been lovely. I knew he'd do it, but it's a matter of when and he's just proven himself. Yeah, definitely. And the, um, you know, my sort of criticism with Gabe, I liked him. I think he's, he's that sort of player that you can't help but like because fans love that energy from a player. They like that commitment. And he's always shown that. But I've sort of always said, look, Gabe is, he does a lot of things really well, but what he doesn't do is give you maybe what you need him for the most, which is his scoring. And that wasn't, you know, no one can argue with that because he wasn't really giving you that for a, 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 in a heat jersey. But recently, since he's had his, uh, his run in the team, He's showing it and the confidence is now absolutely streaming through his veins. And as you say there, yeah, you know, 7th and 12 last night, I think he's now shooting 39% for the season on high volume as well. Um, this is exceptional. And when you bring it back to, you know, now um, uh, Kyle Lowry's shot is starting to fall. Duncan's obviously seeming over his slump now. Uh, another good performance from him last night. Um, you know, the, the phrase of we got shooters is well and truly back, isn't it? And Gabe is a part of that. Absolutely. And uh... It's not just him. I mean, we've got, uh, we don't, won't really call Dwayne Dedman the shooter, but he's shooting at a really ridiculously high percentage. But yeah, it's a stacked roster. And when we've got the likes of Max Strews, um, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, and I'd add Gabe Vincent at this point, even PJ Tucker as well. So yeah. um, if players are shoot, shoot into the high level that we know they can, it's going to be really hard to stop us. And we are a deep team, especially when we talk about like three-point shooting. So I'm proud of this depth and I'm glad we do have it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sort of glad you brought up the depth because just running through my mind there, I thought, you know, since I've supported this team, which everyone knows isn't the longest, I've only been supporting this team about six years, but I've always had this, 
sort of debate of no one really has that sort of depth that the Heat do all the way through my fandom with them. When you had yeah. the, you know, back in, you know, the Tyler, um, Tyler Johnson, James Johnson, Hassan Whiteside days, you had Luke Babbitt coming on, giving production, Rodney Magruder giving you some production. There was always that with no sort of real star, but they had that depth. Then last year we had a star in terms of, or maybe the year before last in the bubble season, we had that star with Jimmy, but we also had people breaking through like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow and so on. And you'd, you'd look down the roster, Kelly O'Linick, maybe coming off the bench ninth man so so of someone like that and still giving you good points but right now with the with the heat missing jimmy bam oladipo um caleb martin who's been exceptional um uh tyler harrow you know etc that that just those players alone you know that's a good four or five seed before you look at anybody else and yet here we are with players like as we said gabeson gabe uh, vincent um Caleb Martin has been brilliant. We've spoke about him a lot. Struess has come in and taken his chance. Casey Akpala has suddenly joined the party and he deserves his flowers at the moment. Um, Deadman's been brilliant. Yurtsevan's coming in and doing a job. Uh, as I said, the depth, I've never known anything like it. And when you see that we're beating a Philadelphia 76ers team who are a good, solid-ass team in this league on their own court, and yet we're putting out uh, players like, for example, twice during heavy minutes last night, we had Gabe... Tucker, uh, KZ, Struess, Yurtsevan, actually, sorry, Garrett rather than KZ. You know, they played quite heavy minutes and yet they was competing. Um, you know, the, the biggest compliment I can give them is that the, the Miami G-Force, as we're calling them, rather than the, uh, rather than the So Falls G-Force, the Miami G-Force are, are, are making us not miss Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. And that's a massive compliment. Absolutely. Um, just thinking back to like the past two live streams we've done, there's one thing I've just kept saying, I want these guys to keep getting reps. And the more we see it, it's, it's just fantastic. It just keep developing. And like, um, I'm glad that you've mentioned it, but like since Jimmy went down at the game with, I think it was against Memphis or something, or just before the Memphis game, um, we've had 11 players available, two of which have now become unavailable, Caleb and Tyler Hero. But since Bam and Jimmy have been off, out of the 11 players we've had, seven of them are averaging over 10 points a game. And that just goes to show how deep this team is. And it's, it's funny because prior to the season starting, um, one of the red flags the media said is that it wasn't a deep team. They, they thought the team was top heavy. And I've always thought the, deep, the, the team was quite deep. But um, I guess Heat fans are just... In my opinion, I just thought maybe Heat fans having to see these players over and over again, there's a bit of maybe a false confidence, but we saw what Max Struess was capable of last season. Everyone loves a bit of Gabe Vincent here and there, and then Casey, if he, if everyone's a bit unsure of him. But to me, it was a good team to start the season with, and most people couldn't see it, but I'm glad this, this roster has proven them wrong. Well, you're not, it's not an unfair thing to say. And I think nobody really saw this. And I think that that was, you know, everybody, I think that is a fair thing to say that the, the roster is top heavy. I mean, you've got three players on max contracts there. And then you've got, uh, you know, um, Duncan Robinson has been paid well, etc. So it's not unreasonable to say that. And, you know, the, the difference at the moment is, I don't think, you know, people like, you know, Gabe and Caleb, etc. Casey, 
but we're only here really to give you those minutes whilst people rest you know just go go out there and give you you know four or five minutes of hustle and then you've done your job but it's become so much more than that and that's what's so pleasing is that every man down um is not only playing but they're contributing and that's been so a massive success um coming on to duncan robinson quickly uh sam you know the slump seems a thing of the past now we we spoke about this on the live stream um again a 21 point game um he really does take confidence from those early early shots going down but what i've enjoyed seeing from his game since um he was in this rut um, is he's getting to the basket now. He's, he's maybe looking at that as a way to bring his confidence up. He's driving. People that always think he's going to be a threat from uh, beyond the arc, he's suddenly giving them something else to think about by getting in and getting those two points uh, every so often. So I think that's been a real key to his uh, his, his, his ascension back into uh, becoming productive again. What do you think? Yeah, um, prior to the season, it's, it's no secret that Duncan wanted to develop more than just being a shooter. And we've we've seen the way he takes the ball off the dribble. He's he's standard off the on the dribble. Sorry, standard off the dribble. And we've just seen little bits and pieces of him adding on to his game. I think he had like what five or six rebound, five plus rebounds in a game, similar assists. And yeah, um, while he did have that bit of a shooting slump to start the season with, he's doing everything else that he needs to do, and he's gradually developing with it. And he's a shooter, shooter, shoot. Um, there was a bit of worry when we reached like the quarter of the season and his shot wasn't where we'd like it to be. But he's a shooter and like you still won't keep leaving him open. So mm. he's he's just being himself. Yeah, well, I mean, he's still, I think even despite his slump, I think he's still ninth in the uh, in NBA three points made. And, uh, you know, if that's, a, if that's a slump, then it's not the worst. Um, I think that, you know, one thing that I think maybe the, the reason why he's done this is I think so there were some people that were starting to say, look, Max Struess is good. We know he's also a shooter. He can also give you that. He's got that athleticism that maybe Duncan hasn't. And he's not all about the live and die by the free, um, which Duncan maybe has been up until now. But he can give you that second option where he, he can be a bit more to it. So I think that maybe he sat back and thought, right, you know, I can produce this. I can do it. And he has. And I think that that's become a, a real credit to Duncan. So fair play. Let's hope that continues. Uh, one other man I want to highlight is Dwayne Debman because he is absolutely in loving this uh, this period where he's got this starting berth now with Bam sitting for a while due to injury. I've got to admit, Sam, I was concerned. I was actually really I concerned. Like, I still am concerned about the minutes one I, I, I just didn't see how we was going to get through 30 plus minutes with Dwayne. Um, you know, he's not the best lateral mover. He hasn't got the quickest feet as most big men haven't. Um, I thought he'd tire quite easily. Last night was arguably his game of the season. He was, he was everywhere. To, um, I think 10 points, 14 rebounds, but the stat, the stat, stats offside, he, he, he dominated the paint. I thought he was exceptional last night. What did you think of Dwayne? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even just that. I think what two games ago, he had like 20 and 12. So he's been putting up some solid numbers and just last night, he, he just grabbed, we out rebounded the 76ers by well over 10 rebounds, which mm. was quite surprising to me because I thought we'd be beaten in the block. But he came out, he did what he had to do, and he just stays tough and just plays heat culture basketball. Yeah, but yeah um, I am worried about the minutes we are giving him. Um, we don't really have an option. Ideally, I'd like to give a bit more minutes to Yurtsevin. But, I mean, he's being very productive with the minutes we're giving him. And I'm guessing Spo won't... Um, put too much uh, minutes on him if he doesn't feel like his body can take it. So that's a bit of uh, reassurance I've got in the back of my mind, but it is kind of worrying. 
Yeah, it is, it is going to be a bit of a way because, you know, we're still probably a month away, maybe longer of, of Mo Bam. So that's still a lot to take on a big man's body um, at, at an ageing part of his career. But just quickly talking on Yurts there, Yurts of an, um, an, an Ollie brought up on the stream last night, his per 36 numbers. I think last night would go a long way towards it as well because it was, again, 11, 12 minutes with a handful of points and a handful of rebounds, which you know, was going to help his calls. But I know you didn't watch all of the game. I know you was uh, sort of keeping an eye on it. Um, but did you see him bossing on... Andre Drummond last night. Yes, yes, I one did. Of my, one that. of my, I mean, you, you do, you do your surprised. culture countdown, and that's <laughs> oh, definitely, that, absolutely, that's gonna make it. That's gonna have to make it at one point. But yeah, um, I just loved it because um, I see Andre Drummond as a big body, and like he might not do the right things on the court, but he is size. He gives you size, and to see what Yurtsevin did, it was amazing. And these are just the sort of reps that I'd like him to have, even if it's in garbage time or couple minutes here and there. These are the sort of in-game real scenarios that I want him to take on in NBA sort of play to just help him develop him further. Because you never know, we might need to plug him in for another 15, 20 minutes. And like you said, or what's it? Stay ready. You don't need to get ready. So, yeah. Well, I mean, he's looking better and better every game and that comes with confidence and game time. There's nothing like it, no, nothing like game time experience. And, you know, he looked raw. We got very excited about you in the um, in the Summer League. Everyone knows that there's a massive difference and he looked like he was struggling and maybe not ready. Um, but, you know, reps, minutes comes with confidence and um, he's been showing that he is capable to plug that gap and he's going to be needed. Let's make no doubt about it. He's going to be needed going forward. Um, last player I want to highlight on last night before we move on and look forward a bit in the upcoming schedule and games coming up. But Carl Lowry, again, um, again, not necessarily box score heavy, but a really important performance from Carl last night because I actually tweeted out sort of down the stretch that this is where we really need Jimmy. And although that's true, it was maybe a bit of an injustice to Carl because he steered that ship in the right direction, didn't he? And that's what you pay the big money for, is for someone like Carl and experience in situations like that. Yeah, and, and there are a couple of games this season where we haven't really gotten the sort of box stats that we've wanted but his leadership has been fairly consistent all through, this, through the season and you can tell the presence that he has on the court and the way players play while he's on the court as well so if anything just him bringing that is just helpful and like if you can compare the last what's it four or five games where we played without Bam and and um, Jimmy it's always one player or the other stepping up but beside that player, you could see all that Kyle Lowry was doing. Like, we had the Caleb game. We saw how impactful Kyle Lowry was in there as well. We had the PJ Tucker game. We saw the impact Kyle Lowry had on that as well. And even yet last night, like, second third quarter, fourth quarter, while um, uh, Gabe Vincent was taking us home, Kyle Lowry still played a good part in that. So, yeah, as long as he brings out the leadership, we do have the capable bodies to push up, push through the rest of the season and the playoffs, if you ask me. Yes, it's, 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 it is invaluable. And looking forward there, just what you just said there about playoffs, and obviously he's going to play a vital role on that. Just on the flip side, very quickly, he's played inevitably some very heavy minutes over the last few games. 38 again last night, 40 the game before, I think. Um, another aging player. But again, like you highlighted there and to your point, you know, there's not much choice we've got here. But does it concern you? Does you think that... Um, is, is something that might catch up later on the season? Or do you think that when, you know, we do get a bit more back to health and maybe Vic comes back and obviously Jimmy, we hope, is not going to be out much longer now, he'll maybe just get the odd night off? Yeah, I'm expecting when we've got like a full squad, there should be some load management here and there. But 
until you mentioned it, I hadn't even really thought about it, if that makes any sense. But like my worry had been more on Deadman and I completely mm. forgot Larry pretty much in the same situation. So the fact that I haven't really considered it, <coughs> probably not a non-factor. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, this is a good thing about, as we say, having a team depth team. And uh, we'll, we'll come uh, to that in a second about, you know, how the Heat are playing at the moment and what we've gone through so far. But just before we do, let's just highlight there. The last four games, we've had three superb wins. Obviously, we lost to the Cavs, um, but a, Buc- a Bucks win um, with their three stars that they hadn't lost uh, all season when those three stars were playing um, with Drew, Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton, we beat them. Uh, a very under um, uh, underhand balls team playing, a very shorthanded uh, heat team as well. Uh, we got that W convincingly. It was a blowout. And then, of course, last night's Sixers win, where they was pretty much at full strength, uh, full strength playing against the uh, the Miami um, uh, G-Force, as we call them. Um, and again, beating them on their own call. Um, what was your favourite out of those three? Oof. Tough one, I mean, right? I'm tempted to say the box game. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the box game because over the years, I've grown to hate the 76ers, but in the last, over the last year, I've grown to hate the box even more. And especially considering what happened in the playoffs. And to think that a shorthanded Heat team were able to do away with them while they had their prized three of. So, yeah, I go with that game. Yep, I agree. And I, I tweeted that after the game. I said, that's my favourite regular season game I've ever watched since I've been supporting this team. And I agree because we came off of two bad defeats against, I think, the Cavs and the Grizzlies from memory. Yeah. No one was expecting this. Everyone was expecting, as you said, those three players to take over. Heat was shorthanded again um, and got that win. So um, quite incredible. It's been uh, It's been a hell of a run. And now, Sam, it starts to soften up because, you know, We've we're playing here still five games I think uh, above five hundred gone through a very tough stretch um, missing key players for a long time Oladipo as we know hasn't played a single game Butler has missed ten I think um, nineteen I think missed now for Marcus uh, Markeith Morris sorry um, shout out to Giancarlo Navas for for these stats I uh, tweeted these out earlier and yet here we are a couple of games four games I think back from the top not yeah, really gotten out not, yeah not really getting our um, uh, our starters playing together yet um, and yet now here comes an easier run this is the next nine Sam uh, the Magic, the Pistons the Pacers, the Pistons the Magic, the Wizards Spurs, Rockets Kings, now the Heat will go into every single one of those games as clear favourites unless of course we see some real um, sort of health and safety protocols come into effect at some point uh, now, it doesn't work as easy as this. No one's going to say, look, that's a 9 and over stretch because that's not how sport or basketball works. But this is a chance now, with players starting to come back, that he can really make an imposition on this on this, on this, these standings, Connor. Yes, absolutely. If we can get Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin back, it'd be a lot easier. And I don't know what the timetable is for Bam and Jimmy, but as long as we can get those two back, um, it should be a lot easier to see right through those nine games. But... Um, I had a thought to myself, and for this unit, I feel like every game is going to be just as difficult or not difficult as the rest, even the last few games that we've just played, because I feel like this unit, we've got our bench unit, they're still like figuring out how to play in these roles. So I, I don't think it, the, the games are going to be any much easier, but just have to watch and see how it goes. 
Yeah, well, this is, I mean, this is this is why we love sport. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, we, we got blown out by the Grizzlies. We lost to the Cavs twice. You know, it doesn't just, you can't just look at a team and expect, you know, go roster to roster and just choose who's, who's going to win because that's not how, you know, sport works in general. And there will be off nights. You know, we've seen some incredible performances three of the last four. Um, you know, those games can turn, you know, the, you, you, you allow a lot to go your way. Heat shot very well. We are living and dying by the free a lot at the moment, which is fair enough with the amount of absences we've got. It's not always going to work out like that. And when it doesn't work out of light, sometimes the losses come. So, yeah, no one's expecting this to be a, a sweep across the board here. It's going to be some tough games and it's right to highlight it. However, Bam is going to be out for, for a while yet. Yeah, we know this, four or five more weeks at least, we would have thought. Um, Tyler, we think, is going to be back pretty time, pretty soon now. So, Caleb, so is Caleb Martin. So there's two good, offensive, athletic and energetic players that are going to come back into this rotation. Now, Jimmy came back and then went out with the same injury. Um, we hear that it's not you know major. Um, we expected maybe him to be along this road trip, maybe in the back part. But with the hard work sort of done now, we've played the Cavs and the Sixers come away one-on-one. We finished this four-game road trip now with the with the Magic and the Pistons. Is it wise to sit, Jimmy, or do you, if he's healthy, do you play him? I'd actually take an approach right in the middle. Um, I'd like to ease him back into it. So if we could get 10 minutes here and there, five minutes here and there, and just not try to aggravate it or just get getting him like right in the stride of the movements and all of that. So, yeah, I'd ease him right back into the starting lineup, seeing it as we have got this like nine stretch of games, which... We could potentially play without him, to be fair. But yeah. I would sort of maybe at the moment like that. I mean, I know a lot of people will say, look, you rely on the player. If the player says I'm feeling fine and he's healthy and he's ready to go, yeah, okay, you probably put him in. But, you know, you would expect us to roll over the Magic. You'd expect us to roll over the Pistons. But even, and I think that, with this team playing as it is and riding this wave, I'd rather just say, say to Jimmy, "Look, we'll see you back in. We'll see you back in Miami. Go and get your rest. Get in the gym. Get in the get on the uh, in the court on on the uh, training. You know, court and and just get those reps up that way uh, because we can take care of business without it at the moment, um, which is a wonderful thing to say. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, one one bad defeat, as we know, and we'll be calling him back straight away. Let's be honest. Um, just a bit more serious now, Sam. Um, we're seeing a wave, a wave, wave, a huge wave now coming on of Omicron starting to flood its way throughout America, UK, Europe, everywhere, the globe, let's be honest. Um, you know, in any sort of world, we think that sport would maybe be halted here. We're seeing some postponements from COVID, as, you know, tonight, last night in the UK with Premier League games. Yeah. Um, I know that the idea with Adam Silver, etc., will probably be to get the Xmas games done because it's such a money spinner for them. What do you think here? Do you think we're inevitably going to be looking at a circuit breaking pause to the season once that's done? If cases possibly. continue to soar? Quite possibly, because I don't know if you've seen the reports from a couple of hours ago with the Sacramento Kings. I think a good proportion of their team, including the coaching staff, are like symptomatic and mm. tested positive and stuff. So um, if we just keep having games going on, there's going to be quite a few more, more people catching it and I mean health first because if we don't have the players then we don't have a league so we got we got to place their health above all so um yeah it's a tough one I would hate to be in Adam Silver's shoes but um at the same time I guess he's trying to preserve the income and I know for a fact he doesn't want another bubble situation so it's a really tough one I mean, um, I, I don't, I don't know if they could do another bubble situation. I don't know if you could ask for that on the players. Um, again, it was a hell of a thing to do, and to be fair, they did it exceptionally well. 
but I don't know. I just don't think that can happen. I think the only thing we could see, I think it's almost inevitable that they'll get the Christmas games out of the way and we maybe see a, a week, 10 days, maybe two-week pause, suspension to the season. Um, and then maybe it might then resume with um, arenas being at either no capacity or limited yeah. capacity, which sort of makes sense. It sort of makes sense. I mean, it's been incredible to watch basketball with arenas full um, last night. Um, the Philly crowd won't be too happy with them booing their team off, but the Heat love have always had great support. I mean, you look at when we beat when we beat the Bucks the other night and Caleb, you know, getting that dunk at the end, the Heat house erupted, and it just makes you realise how incredible sport is uh, with fans in the arena. But as you say, health has to come first, so I think that's almost inevitable that's going to happen. But we shall see. Um, right, Sam. So I gave you that nine. Then let's just assume that goes through that nine-game spin before it then starts to toughen up a little bit after that. But those nine, I'll give you them very quickly again. Magic, Pistons, Pacers, Pistons, Magic, Wizards, Spurs, Rockets, Kings. That takes us through to just past New Year. Um, what's a minimum you're going to expect here before you start to get pissed off if it's any worse? Um, I'd say six and three. Yep. I'd say six and three would be really good. Yeah, that, that's the number I had. I think that's got to be the minimum. I'm not sure that I'll be celebrating with a six and three, but you'd sort of look at that and go, yeah, you know, that's that's good work. We'll take that. That will see, you know, us keeping in touch with the top. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting ride. I think uh, anything above that, I think you're going to be saying that's uh, that's solid stuff. So, um, you know, let's just wrap up with your player of the last fortnight, Sam. It could be so many, so many. I don't even know who I would choose here. Um you know, and fair play to all of them because all of them, every single one, all the way down the roster has a case. But who are you going to take as your sort of player of the month, if you like, so Dwayne far? Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. He's just that anchor we need, like, right now. And he's that one player that if you plug him out of this current team, I don't know where we'd be. Yep. A very important role that he's not only stepping up to, but he's excelling in. Um, and as I said, you know, and it's the same as Gabe, it's the same as Caleb, etc. Um, you're making us not miss Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and that's huge. So well done to you. And I'm not going to disagree with you. I think Dwayne Dedman is a fair shout. PJ Tucker gets mentioned. Obviously, Caleb. Obviously, Gabe for last night. As I said, it could be a number of them. But yeah, that's a very good shout. I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with awarding that to Dwayne Dedman. Right, Sam. Um, great to talk to you as always. We'll be back on the stream hopefully tomorrow to preview tomorrow's game against the Magic. So follow us all over there at Miami Heat UK TV and subscribe to that. Where can everybody find you, buddy, on Twitter? Sam Aquara, S-A-M-O-K-W-A-R-A. Love it, love it. Okay, guys, um, great, great to talk to you, Sam. Brilliant to have everybody uh, tuning in. Um, thanks for listening. Please follow us at the Miami Heat UK, and we'll see you tomorrow on the stream. If not, we'll see you next week on the pod. We should have David Ramil from Locked on Heat, who was supposed to be with us this week, but he had to... Um, he had to, uh, to spend, he had something else on in the end. Um, so double booked. So hopefully I'll be talking to David next week. Until then, guys, let's continue to ride this wave as the schedule starts to soften up. Let's get some W's. Take it easy. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.